Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Friday the 8th of December. It's Employment Report Friday and that comes with your regular monthly reminder that average hourly earnings are not wages and they are absolutely not labour costs. Economists don't care what English literature majors in the media want to call average hourly earnings. In the current situation, they are likely to be increasingly divorced from wage growth. If everyone has unchanged wages and the number of low-paid workers in the workforce increases, average hourly earnings will fall. At a time of structural upheaval, when capital for labour substitution is starting to affect specific jobs and consumption patterns are altering, it would be weird if there were not shifts in the composition of the labour force, which will affect average hourly earnings, even if wages stay still. This matters because as we look into 2024, it is wages and wage costs that will drive a lot of the economic narrative. Wages, because that still matters to consumer spending, once adjusted for inflation, of course. And wage costs, wages adjusted for productivity levels, because they matter to cost pressures on profit margins and potentially the speed with which inflation continues to decline. It's also worth remembering that today's data is not really accurate. In fact, it's increasingly just guesswork. The United Kingdom's Office of National Statistics has already admitted that its labour force survey isn't worth the paper it isn't written on. The difference on the other side of the Atlantic is that the Bureau of Labour Statistics has not admitted that fact yet, except when asking Congress for more money. It doesn't make the US data any more precise. However, because of perhaps the greatest policy error of US Federal Reserve Chair Powell, we have elevated data dependency at a time when data is not dependable. And this inaccuracy of data, therefore, does not diminish its importance to financial markets' reactions. There's also the US-Michigan Consumer Sentiment Opinion poll due today. Survey evidence is always to be treated with considerable suspicion, but this poll does include the breakdown by party affiliation, which is always entertaining, if somewhat alarming. Political polarisation on this level in the States is a relatively new phenomenon. While historically, the optimists have always tended to be supporters of the party in the White House, the gap between the two parties nowadays is simply huge. The inflation expectations component will probably get media attention. But as inflation has become a politically partisan topic, the sentiment around inflation expectations is likely to be similarly partisan. In addition, consumers cannot forecast inflation at all. It's simply a function of current food and fuel prices. Final data for November consumer price inflation in Germany confirmed the lower-than-expected initial print. German inflation data is one of the few statistics in that economy that is not regularly revised. The UK's Bank of England Inflation Expectation Survey is also due, subject to the same problems as the Michigan data, Although it's worth noting that UK food price discounts under the two-tier pricing system of supermarkets may lower inflation expectations, even though they do not currently affect the official consumer price inflation data. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment.
UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.